Hello, welcome to this episode of Comeback. I'm Connor and this is episode 184. My guest today is Steve Kitchen. Steve is, like myself, initially from Manchester, UK, and has been living in Vietnam since around 2008. We're going to talk today a bit about Vietnam, a bit about the backgrounds, and a lot to do with music. Steve, welcome to Comeback. How are you doing, mate? Uh, I'm good, thanks, Connor. Yeah. As we said just before we started recording, small world, you're also from Manchester. Can you give me a brief overview about, you know, growing up in Manchester and what it was all like? Uh, well, uh, basically, uh, I was born around Stockport, but then I, I moved away from Manchester, actually, for most of my schooling, and then moved back there when I was about 16. And uh, actually, I was around... Uh, a lot of actually when I was 16 was just as the Manchester music scene uh, was kicking off. My my yeah. first job was working in a music shop on Piccadilly Station Approach uh, in 1990. So <laughs> uh, selling guitars and pianos and stuff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you, you got in at the right time then because it all exploded around that era. Obviously, we had the Roses just before. I think the debut album was 89. And everyone knows that's right. Yeah, yeah. So I was I was sixteen at that time. So I was kind of too young, a little bit too young to really, really totally appreciate. But I did get into the music that was around that time. You know, the Stone Roses, the Happy Mondays, the Lars as well. Of course, we were from Liverpool and things like that. Yeah. Yeah, it's all crossed over. And Oasis, you got you were, would have been about twenty when they kicked off, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, I like them, but I, I prefer the Stone Roses to Oasis, I think, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, and we've had a few debates about that in Vietnam amongst, like, friends of mine. Mm. I'm thinking, I personally prefer Oasis, just, I don't know why, because of the style, but without the Roses, you don't get Oasis, so I see it from that aspect as well. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, they're both uh, good in their own. They're both very different as well, aren't they, actually, to be fair. Yeah, of course. And were you around for the Hacienda then? Uh, I was I, I was around while it was there, but I was yeah I did, I wasn't doing it at that time. You know, I, like I said, I was sixteen and I looked pretty young for my age, so I would have struggled to get into get in get in there. I think. Yeah, for real. So then, with that, do you mind telling me about how you initially got started out with music? Was it before you were sixteen uh, or? Yeah, actually, how I started playing. I started playing when I was eleven. Um, uh, after an accident, I had an accident where, uh, strangely enough, a piano fell on my head. <laughs> uh, and I was off school for about three months. Uh, uh, I, my school was fractured and stuff. So uh, I actually, uh, ironically, picked up the guitar in that in that period. And uh, some kind of family friends showed me bits and pieces and so forth. And I've been playing ever since, ever since then, really. Uh, uh, so I did play in a, in a few bands. Uh, in England before I came over here, playing like funk soul and uh, even 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 in a folk trio for a short time. Uh, but yeah, I've been playing in Vietnam. I've been in bands. I was in bands for the first ten years I was here until reasonably recently, until about two thousand and eighteen. Uh, uh, I haven't been in a band since then, but the first ten years I played in a number of different bands here. Yeah, that's. A so I know this is slightly off topic to music, but how did a piano end up falling on your head, if I may ask you? Like, how does that happen? Uh, right then, okay. So uh, there was a, my, uh, my stepfather had taken me to uh, the Lead Mill, which is a venue in, Ch 
Sheffield, Sheffield where, you, yeah. where they had bands on, right? Uh, and um, it was a, around in the afternoon, there was a jazz band on. They'd taken the piano off the stage. Me and my brother were chasing each other around the piano. I fell down behind the piano, tried to pull myself up on it, but it only had three casters on the bottom. So I actually ended up pulling it on top of myself, yeah. So, uh, uh, yeah, so my, basically, apparently my brother, I don't remember it because I, I was in a coma, basically, after that, uh, for a few days uh, and uh, got a load of head injuries and so forth. But, yeah, so, yeah, that's it. Yeah, it happened in the in the lead mill in Sheffield, yeah, as a, as a kid. Right, <laughs> uh, yeah, see. But at least, you know, to put a positive spin, you uh, you managed to pick up the guitar and get playing as a result. So you made the best out of a bad situation, right? Yeah, that's true. That's, that's very true. I did, yeah. <laughs> yeah, fair play, man. And let's then, just before we go more into music specifically, why did you decide to come to Vietnam? You mentioned since, was it 2008? How come you made the move? Uh Actually, uh, so uh, my brother was in Vietnam before me, and he was a, an English teacher here, uh, working at the, the British Council, uh, and he got married. So I came over uh, in 2007 for his wedding, and uh, I played music, actually, with his mate, who was a Filipino musician here, uh, while, when I came over for his wedding. And uh, anyway, uh, I went back home, and then... Uh, I wasn't very happy in my job and I just broke up with my girlfriend and my brother said, why don't you do a, a seltzer qualification and, and you can play with my Filipino mate music over here and try living in Vietnam. So I was like, well, I don't know what, I'll give it, I'll give it a few more, I'll, I'll, I'll give it a try basically. And uh, I've been here, here ever since. <laughs> yeah. How have you seen it change from 2008 to now? Because I get the impression and obviously you can correct me, that Vietnam's expat scene only really exploded the last five, six years. Is that correct or? Uh, yeah, actually, to some degree, yeah. Actually, the the, the it was always music go, going on. Uh, a lot of uh, a lot of Filipinos, but often that was just covers. There were some Americans uh, doing their own thing. Uh, and so forth. So there, there has been things, but actually, yeah, in recent years, you've got things like um, what Saigon Outcast and, and things like that. So, yeah, things did explode. And also the um, the craft beer thing is only in the last, say, six years or something like that. And that kind of changed things a little bit as well. Um, uh, so, yeah, it has changed. It has changed. It has changed a lot. Uh, and, 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 and for the better in terms of uh, music until obviously... Uh, recently, I think, <laughs> yeah, with the COVID and so forth. Yeah, and what sort of, in terms of your own personal music career then, Steve, uh, you've obviously been both in a band and as a solo artist. Do you mind telling me a bit more about, you know, the differences you found between the two? Uh, well, basically, uh, I've always played in bands and I'm, I'm, I'm a, I don't know if I can say I'm a multi-instrumentalist, uh, I, I play, I play, I play guitar, bass, mandolin, drums, and I sing. But I'm a musician before I'm a singer. I've never really liked being a frontman. So in all the bands I've been in, in Vietnam, uh, uh, actually even in England, uh, there was more than one singer. So like bands like the band or the Beatles, for instance, where different members of the band sang. I've, I've actually always been in bands like that. Uh, I don't have much to say to an audience. So I've, I've always sung in bands. 
but I've been the guitar player who sings or the bass player. And um, so even here, I, I was in a bluegrass band uh, between 2010 and 12 here, Vietnam's only bluegrass band. And that was uh, four singers, uh, four part harmonies, and each of the four members sang as individually as well. So uh, playing in a band, uh, obviously you're one part of a sound. Uh, playing, uh, right now I'm recording and I'm playing everything and doing it all, all myself. Uh, I, I actually, I've, I've been recording things on my own, but actually it, I've been recording it all since COVID. So I've not really been a solo performer. I mean, I have done, I've done gigs in the past on my own, uh, but um, mostly I've played in bands and then recently I've been recording because the lockdown, uh, the first lockdown and then this one has kind of given me the space to think and actually uh, run off with ideas, actually. You know? <laughs> yeah. Have you appreciated having that time? In a way, obviously the circumstances are rough, but have you appreciated having that time to come up with some ideas and sample some of your own creative projects? I really have, yeah. Um, I mean, I, I really have actually, yeah. I, I, I've actually enjoyed aspects of it, yeah. The, because you, you're kind of forced away from distractions, yeah. Uh, it, it, it has led to me being more creative. And, uh, and also, uh, you know, I've been recording everything on the phone, which isn't perfect, but, you know, I don't really care about perfection in music that much myself. Uh, you know, I think if it sounds good, I come from a generation where we listen to tapes of tapes of crackly records, you know, and I like a lot of old, old blues recordings or old reggae stuff that was badly recorded. So for me, if it sounds good, it's good, you know. <laughs> so uh, I, I, basically I started using my phone because that's all I had. And uh, I was quite amazed by the fact that you can get a reasonably good recording through just your phone and the headphones. So I've been, I've been uh, running with a kind of, uh, punk DIY ethos of uh, make the best of whatever you've got, kind of do-it-yourself attitude to music, really. Yeah, and uh, so I've been recording all the parts and just uh, running with my own ideas, yeah. Yeah, no, that sounds good. I'm glad that you found something positive to take out of the situation. Uh, have you got any particular influences or any genres that have really really been there for you since the early years? You mentioned the punk DIY stuff. Any other influences, genres that have really taken off for you? Yeah, uh, blue, well, blues and traditional old rock and roll, rock Americana, um, reggae, uh, so as we talked about before, some British indie bands, you know. Uh, but uh, yeah, basically, uh, a lot, actually, a lot of blues, a lot of blues stuff for the electric guitar playing. Um, actually, the, the, I'll tell you what, the, the biggest uh, success I've had with these recordings is uh, Link, I don't know if you've ever heard of Link Ray, but he was a 1950s guitar player uh, who recorded, who uh, people say invented uh, the power chord. So is that they're, they're the origins of rock music. Uh, Jimmy Page, uh, for instance, uh, talks about him uh, being an important influence and so forth. Anyway. Um, he did a, a 1958 record called Rumble, uh, uh, and I did a tribute to Link Ray, uh, the, 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 the grandfather of the power chord, if you like. And anyway, uh, I, one of the comments I've got on my YouTube is from Link Ray's daughter, 
to say that she really likes my um, my tribute to her father. Yeah, so that was one of the the highlights of the YouTube recording. Uh, yeah, the oh, YouTube videos I've been making. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like a great highlight. And also, yeah, you've been have you been writing your own songs and putting them onto YouTube? Is that what you've been up to? Yeah, there are, there, yeah. Basically, I've I've only been putting my own stuff on. So basically, it's all either either instrumental or or songs with lyrics. And I record all the parts. So usually, I record harmonies, sing the harmonies, sing the vocal, guitar, drums. Uh, I've got a, a drum kit now. Before I had a drum kit here, uh, I just had a little uh, wooden you know drum box, a cahoon. Uh, uh, I bought an electric guitar recently because a lot of my equipment's at home. But um, I, originally, I was just using the acoustic, uh, and and then adding adding some effects to that on the free free app, basically. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so it's all original material that I've been I've been doing. I'm, I'm trying to build an album actually, which uh, when I've got I've got six six songs basically up to now. Uh, when I've got ten, I'll uh, I'll. I'll release an album and put it on Spotify. That's my, uh, that's my plan. That's your own. Nice, man. I, I like that idea. And in terms of the songwriting, has that been pretty consistent throughout your life or something you've recently gone into because of COVID? Uh, actually, it's more recent, yeah. I've always been part of a band and contributed music towards things and come up with music, but uh, writing lyrics for songs, I've not been very prolific in the past, although I have done it a little. Uh, recently, I've been, I've been, I, I, recently I, I've been getting. I've always played in bands with other singers and other songwriters, so it hasn't always been on me to produce songs either, you know. Uh, whereas, yeah, now, so it's, it really is. Since COVID, I've, I've had a bit of a run of writing songs, yeah. Uh, so yeah, it, it, the songwriting for myself uh, and all with all the ideas being totally, totally myself is a, is a recent thing. Yeah. And right. the, the COVID has, the COVID situation has spread that on. Yeah. Yeah. I've interviewed several musicians on the show and often when we talk about the challenges faced aspect, they reference COVID, which is understandable. Aside from that, are there any other challenges throughout your time in music that have kept cropping up? Uh, well, I have the same problems that everyone has in music, really. Uh, la, 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 not earn enough money. I've, I've attempted in my life to uh, only make money, money out of music, and um, but, but my other jobs always ended up paying more. So <laughs> I've never, I really haven't been, you know. Uh, that, so that's one one challenge. Um, but uh, let's have a look in terms of challenges. Well, only the challenges of, of improving yourself as a musician as well, I suppose, and things like that. Things like that. Uh, not having equipment in Vietnam, not having uh, my all my equipment here. Uh, the, actually, funnily enough, I took a lot of my equipment. I did have a lot of mics and electric guitars. I took them home in 2019 because I hadn't been gigging for, for about a year and a half and thought, well, I don't need all this here. And then now I ended up ended up all this record, I ended up missing it. Like I said, I had to actually go out and buy myself another electric guitar. However, accumulating extra instruments has never been something uh, I, uh, I have a massive problem with, you know, as a lot of musicians. I, 
Yeah, I, I mean, I've got a lot of guitars, actually, but they're, they're actually strewn all over the world, funnily enough. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And I guess coming to the end of the chat, Steve, the question that I usually give the guests towards the end is a bit, it's a bit broad, but you have mentioned the album that you're hoping to release. What is, you know, the ultimate aim for the near future? What would you like to achieve going forward? Um, basically, I'd like to find another band with uh, uh, with other song. You see, I like to be in bands with other songwriters uh, where we share the, the songs and share the singing. Uh, I, I want to find like-minded musicians who, who I can uh, who I can then go out and gig my music with. Uh, but I, it doesn't have to be only my music. I, I, I like to I like to work with another at least one other song songwriter and. Uh, and go out gigging uh, as a band, you know, with the, well, with a full band, you know, uh, but but actually put the songs out live because playing live is the main thing for me. It's just the, but you've got to find the right musicians, and obviously in Vietnam, that's that you're more limited than you would be at home in finding like-minded musicians and so forth. But that is the when things normalize a bit more, that's what I'd really like to do, is find other other musicians and songwriters uh, to put to go out gigging with the music yeah uh yeah. more than actually get an album together i mean getting an album together is nice but um yeah i want to put i want to get another i want to get a new band a new band together it's been a few years since i've actually played in a in a, in a good band uh, like i said the first 10 years from 2008 to 2018 i was in bands continuously here but, Ah, excellent. And where can we find out more about you online or on social media? Uh, well, uh, at the moment, my YouTube channel. Uh, if you look up uh, Stephen Kitching Music, uh, Steve Kitching, K-I-T-C-H-I-N-G, Kitching, uh, you can find me on YouTube, but that's the only place at the moment I'm promoting my music. It'll go on Spotify when I've got enough for an album. Uh, and when I've got a band together, I'll promote it on Facebook. But at the moment, yeah, I mean, actually, other bands I've been in in the past uh, have some profile, but that's 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 the past, you know. <laughs> Excellent. Well, Steve, thanks very much for the chat today, mate. Much appreciated. And best wishes moving forward. Hopefully we can get back into live music as soon as possible. Yep. Yeah, thanks very much. Nice talking to you, Connor.